Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Brian Hanley, Mark Zander talking Bears, talking the new offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, and Matt Schneidman joins us from The Athletic this morning here on ESPN 1000 on the Corona Hotline. Matt, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, it, it's good. We just want to know who this Luke Getze guy is. Well, he's a guy that has the utmost trust and respect of two of the best players in the NFL and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, where both of those guys have gotten to at this point in their careers, I think Getze deserves a, a good amount of credit. Rodgers is, is extremely fond of him. Getze's just been the quarterback coach for the last three seasons, but before that, he was the offensive coordinator at Mississippi State, and before that, he was the Packers wide receivers coach um, in 2016 and 2017, which were Devontae Adams' first mm-hmm. two years kind of really breaking out in the league. And um, obviously, more recently, his specialty has been the, the quarterback position. But earlier this year, uh, before the Packers played the Ravens, I asked Devontae Adams about uh, one of the Ravens' assistant coaches who has been his personal coach for a long time and, and his impact on him. And unprompted, Devontae Adams said, you know, I, I want to give some props to Luke Getze because he's been huge in my development, too. Um, so more than anything, I can say that the testimonies of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae mm. Adams are, are probably more important. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what Luke can do, given, given the opportunity to call plays in Chicago. Well, that's the thing, Matt. Now that he has the keys to the car and we're all trying to figure out what kind of scheme, you know, what, what mindset does he have? Because you're the passing game coordinator in Green Bay, but as you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers is there. Matt LaFleur is calling plays. Um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett is now the head coach of Denver. It's, it, can you discern for our listeners how much, as I've read, that he had a lot of influence in the schemes that they ran in Green Bay? How much input did he have beyond just you know being a player development guy? And it's great to hear Devontae Adams give testimony to, to how much he meant to him. But in actual X's and O's, how much input did he have in the offense being run up there? Yeah, I'm not sure how it is in other places in the NFL, but something I've gotten a sense of here in Green Bay is Matt LaFleur delegates a lot of responsibility to his assistant coaches. So, yes, he – obviously calls the plays and you can even question how much influence he has because uh, Aaron Rodgers has so much freedom at the line of scrimmage, but uh, Luke Getzey, Nathaniel Hackett, even Adam Stenovich, the O-line coach who the Packers just promoted to offensive coordinator, they have a lot of say in, in, in the game plan. And it's a lot more of a collaborative effort than it is, you know, Matt LaFleur just deciding something and everyone else going along with it. So schematically, I think he had uh not the biggest part on staff, but certainly a big part. And anytime, you know, you, you have that much say and that much influence on one of the best offenses in the league, one of the best passing games, then you're going to draw the attention of other teams. I, I'm interested to see, you know, just reading the tea leaves among Bears fans on Twitter. Seems like they want Justin Fields to take some more downfield shots. And it, it seems that uh, you're getting a guy who's coming from an offense who, takes a bunch of downfield shots in the Packers. Now, obviously, that's with Aaron Rodgers, but maybe some of that influence rubs off in Chicago. You know, Matt, it's interesting. Uh, from from our perspective, it seems like Aaron Rodgers, you know, him selling him, 
you know, uh, uh, Lou Getze. It's really, really uh, a good bit of info because it seems like maybe maybe he's not relying on anybody. Aaron just kind of seems like that type of guy. So for him to endorse him as he has has been a real good indicator. What do you think took so long? Because we were talking about this yesterday. It wasn't confirmed yet by Adam Schefter. It seemed like he was sitting on this possibility for a while. Any insight on uh, what what maybe he was considering before he accepted the Bears job? Well, it just seems that it was a pretty easy decision. Now, I don't know the exact particulars of his entire thought process, but, you know, whether it's the Yankees to the Red Sox or the the Packers to the Bears, if you're getting a a significant bump in responsibility, you're going to take it. That's the business. And I imagine it wasn't too hard of a decision um, because calling plays in the NFL is, is something that, that comes at a premium. There are only 32 people in the world who call offensive plays in the NFL, and now Luke Getzey's one of them. Now, uh, he was most likely going to be promoted to offensive coordinator in Green Bay, but he would not have been the play caller. And uh, if he had gone out to Denver with Nathaniel Hackett and been offensive coordinator, he would have not been the play caller. But obviously, with a defensive head coach now in Chicago, he will be the play caller. And you look at what happened with, with Brian Dayball in Buffalo. If you are an offensive coordinator and play caller uh, for a young quarterback and that young quarterback becomes something, you will get a head coaching job. And Luke Getzey interviewed for the Broncos job uh, a little while back, but it didn't seem like he was necessarily ready for head coach material, even though Matt LaFleur said he was. So if, if Luke Getzey can take Justin Fields to the heights or even near them that you know, for example, Brian Dable took Josh Allen these last couple of years. He could be a head coach, and this is probably the best path to get him there. When the, when you look at developing a quarterback like Justin Fields, can you discern how much he's developed Jordan Love? We haven't seen much of Love at all, uh, other than you know when when Aaron Rodgers was hurt. Um, how much has Jordan Love developed, even though he hasn't been the starter up there? That's the million-dollar question. Um, he hasn't looked great in the in the game and a half he played this year, but then again, how fair is it to judge someone uh, on such a small sample size? Now, Aaron Rodgers, you know, nobody was saying, "Oh, we're we're set for the next fifteen years." When he took when he even took over as the full time starter, and Jordan Love obviously had his rookie preseason wiped out, and then was injured this preseason, and only played this year when Rodgers had COVID, and then. Uh, the second half of the season finale. So it'll be interesting to see if they do, in fact, move on from Aaron Rodgers, what Jordan Love can do. And that probably brings a smile to Bears fans' faces that I'm saying it it doesn't seem Jordan Love is ready yet. But then again, we only get to watch 20 days of practice every day. And even if he is showing out at practice, that's probably not the best indicator of of what he can do in games. And, you know, to, to read into the game and a half he's played this year would be unfair to him. And, whether Rodgers is here or not, it'll be fascinating to see what they do with, with Jordan Love here in, in the near future. Talking to Matt Schneidman of The Athletic. As a Bears fan, we love if we can cause any type of disruption up in Green Bay. Yep. Does because this that's disrupt? our lot in life. Yeah, we, well, you know, I mean, right we, now, we, that's all we have to hold on yeah. to, okay? Yeah. At least we get a little satisfaction on a cold Sunday. Is this causing a little disruption up there? Is this, uh, or is this is something that could easily... Yeah, you know, move around, uh, losing Hackett and losing Getzey and uh, just kind of continuing on. And what do you think might happen with Rodgers? 
I have said for the last couple of weeks, I think Rodgers is getting traded. Um, now, uh, I know NFL Network came out with a report this morning that people in the building are optimistic that he'll come back after he stayed extra to kind of go over the offseason plan with them. Rodgers said he was going to do that after the season. He said, I'm going to, you know, for the next week, I'm going to, uh, you know, talk to Brian Gutekunst, get his mind on where some things are at. I need to figure that out. So I, I still think Rodgers gets traded. I, I think there's probably a sense. I wouldn't blame them if there's a sense around the building of if if we didn't win it this year with how well Rodgers played, are we ever going to? Mm-hmm. And given the salary cap situation we're going into, why not just move on and start anew and see what Jordan Love has. I'm going to stick to my prediction that both Rodgers and Adams get traded to Denver with uh, Nathaniel Hackett as head coach and possibly Justin Outen, the Packers tight ends coach, as offensive coordinator. So I'm going to stick to my prediction there. Now, this is the beginning of the Matt LaFleur coaching tree, it seems. He's probably not happy that his guys are leaving, but that's the price you pay when, when you have a successful offense. And he understands that, I'm sure. Now, Luke Buckus, I reported this morning, obviously nephew of Dick Buckus, just yeah. got promoted to Packers offensive line coach. So the Bears steal one of the Packers coaches, and maybe the Packers try and get back at them by promoting a Buckus to uh, a pretty prominent position coach on staff. Yeah, wasn't he, he wasn't he quality control coach here with the Bears for a while, um, back a few years ago. But, yeah, that interesting doings up there. Speaking of coaches, Matt LaFleur, uh, you know, didn't let Aaron Rodgers try to win a game, and then – uh, now 13 victories, three consecutive years, and um, and no Super Bowl appearances. How uh, how how are Green Bay Packers fans feeling about Matt Lafleur these days? It's a mixed bag, it seems. I mean, this is a what have you done for me lately league, and and Matt Lafleur has been arguably the best regular season head coach over the last three years. You know, you can have your argument about, oh, he has Aaron Rodgers, but Matt LaFleur's done a really good job with, with this team, especially this year with all the injuries they had and finding ways to scheme Devontae Adams open despite constant double coverage. Um, they're not feeling great, and that's probably most notably because uh, he kept their special teams coordinator on, and we obviously saw the special team disaster they had uh, in the NFC Divisional round against the 49ers last weekend. I still think Matt LaFleur is a really good head coach, but until he and Rodgers win a big game, or or two of them, or three of them, then there's going to be the question looming over everyone's head here in Green Bay as to whether they can deliver when it matters most. So the criticism is is justifiable, but I, I still think he's a pretty good head coach that's obviously right for this organization. So if what would they have to get back? What what do you think they have a chance of getting back in a trade if Rodgers went to Denver? I think it's got to be three first-round picks and a second. Ooh. I mean, I understand Rodgers is 38 years old. I understand he probably has, let's say he has four more years of, of really good quarterback play. This is the back-to-back MVP. If you say, you know, oh, he didn't play well in the playoffs, or oh, he's getting older, that's fine. He's still going to be possibly a top-five quarterback in the NFL for the next half decade. Hmm. And a team like the Broncos should be willing to give up that to, to you know win a Super Bowl now. Um, I would imagine it's three first-round picks at least. That's the bare minimum. And if they throw in Devontae Adams in the deal via wow. tag and trade, which is possible, 
maybe an extra first round pick and a second round pick and a player. I mean, that's the best wide receiver in football. So it's, it's a big price. And I, I would expect it to start at a minimum of three first rounders. See, Ryan, Ryan Pace would give you seven first round picks just for, for uh, Rodgers, but that's just you yeah, know, that's the, the way he rolled. Other teams, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you that's know, probably it, why he's unemployed right yeah, now and not being interviewed from uh, by anybody. Yeah, totally forgotten. Um, he needs he needs some rest. So uh, the picture you just painted from Denver, it, it makes a lot of sense for Green Bay to say, you know what, maybe it is time to start over. It's possible. I mean, Matt LaFleur in his season-ending press conference with us last Monday. Yeah, last Monday it was. He said there's no plan for a rebuild. Everyone in the front office, the organization is on the same page that we want Aaron Rodgers back. And that's fine and dandy, and I believe it. Uh, I'm sure Brian Gutekunst and Mark Murphy and Matt LaFleur all want Aaron Rodgers back, but that doesn't mean he will be back. Is it possible they all gather and go over the, the financial state of this franchise which is not in a good spot salary cap wise they're in the second worst salary cap position of anyone in the nfl um, almost 50 million dollars over the cap and aaron Rodgers accounts for a lot of that i believe it's 22 percent of the salary cap right now so mm. if they think yeah aaron Rodgers gives us the best chance to win but if we haven't gotten to the super bowl the last three years when he's playing at this level we never will. Maybe maybe we just go to a run-heavy team and stack our defense and try that. I mean, it's worked for the 49ers the last couple of years. Um, so it's possible. Do I think they should? No. I think they should do everything to keep Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams um, because they are playing the last couple of years like the best players at their positions in the league. But will they? I think now this is my guess. We should be talking to Brian Gutekunst here in the next couple of days, but I think he will be more willing and more open to a potential trade of Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Should he be? I don't think so. Will he be? My guess is yes, but we'll we'll see what he says. And we don't mind that here in Chicago. Uh, (laughs) Matt Schneidman from The Athletic, thank you so much. Great insight. We appreciate you joining us here on ESPN 1000. Appreciate it for having me. Thanks, Matt. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll continue the discussion, 312-332-3776, if you want to jump in on anything that Matt had mentioned about our new OC, Luke Getze, and uh, all of the positives that he brings to the Bears, 312-332-3776. It's Xander, it's Hanley, and we'll be talking to you coming up here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Xander and Hanley Bears Bonanza Monday tomorrow. Brian, 5 to 7. And we, we're going to have uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 7 to 10 in their usual spot, Cap and Jay Hood. 10 to 1, Carmen and Yurko will have Ryan Poles, the new Bears GM, in the uh, noon hour. 1 to 2, commercial free, Carmen, Yurko, Waddle, and Sylvie all together. And then 2 to 6, Waddle and Sylvie in their usual spot. They will have Coach Eberflus of the Chicago Bears on with them. And then 6 to 8, Black and Abdallah on a Bears Bonanza Monday here on ESPN 1000. So we heard from Matt Schneidman of The Athletic, and he talked about what a trade might look like with the uh, Packers Ooh. and the Broncos. That's that's some heavy stuff, but it, that's uh, really a, not a surprise, right? Well, I mean, God bless them. They get three ones and a two, yep. and yep. that's a it makes all kinds of sense high price to play in poker right there. And, and is it really poker? He basically says, here's the team I want to go to. He said, you know, he would work with them if that's his option, that he that's his decision to to 
say uh, goodbye to Green Bay, that he would go to the, the Packers and say, let's work on something that makes everybody happy. Mm-hmm. But look, if you're John Elway, I mean, you, you, you're you desperate out there for for a quarterback, right? So right. Well, maybe, maybe you just pony up and say, whatever it takes, let's get him out here. Al in uh, Portage Park, jumping on ESPN 1000. Hey, Al. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, just was sitting here reading the Santa Anita Racing Forum this morning and going to be God looking forward you. to watching my Chiefs uh, uh, play this afternoon. So I just wanted to, uh, I got a take on the gentleman uh, caller from, uh, from Athletic about the trade. Um, so I, I've been a Chiefs fan for decades, longtime Chiefs fan, uh, familiar with the AFC West. And, hey, I think I w- I'd love to see the Broncos make that trade and give up three ones and a two mm-hmm. and whatever else to get Rodgers because it would set the Broncos back, I believe. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think Rodgers would have the cakewalk playing against Mahomes twice a year, playing against Herbert twice a year, and mm-hmm. playing against the Raiders twice a year. I mean, uh, Carr's no slouch either. Um, well, I, I don't know that it's, it would work that well for, for Denver. It's an interesting point because, it, you know, when you think of great quarterback play, you don't think of the North necessarily. Um, but uh, as a Chiefs fan, who are you hoping to uh, see Kansas City meet in the, in the Super Bowl? Well, I really was hoping to see Tampa Bay. I wanted to, wanted to see them uh, uh, avenge last year's loss. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, them getting there would be great. Um, you know, since they beat uh, San Fran a couple years ago, I guess, you know, if they played the Rams, it would be somebody new. And um, I, if you guys remember a couple years ago, they had a really fun game, the Rams and the Chiefs, on Monday night uh, a couple seasons back. It was just, you know, a great game, and I guess everyone would love to see a game like that again. Uh, so, I, I mean, I just want them to get there. Whoever they play, you know, I want to see them win. I, I, you know, it would be nice to see – Mahomes won a second Super Bowl and continue this window of opportunity that the team has uh, currently. All right, we'll get back to the pick six at Santa Anita. And uh, thanks <laughs> yeah, for the call. Yeah. Pick yeah. five, pick five. Pick five, pick five. Right. yeah, it's, it's smarter, yeah. Thanks, Al. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. thanks Al. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. All right, Brian, people are calling for our picks. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go easy. It seems like the uh, the Chiefs and Rams are going to make it to the Super Bowl. It's not to say the uh, the Bengals won't uh, you know make it uh, a close. Okay, contest. this this is bizarre world because you were all about the Bengals uh, the last two weeks, right? Mm, well, not yeah. not not last week. You have in laws. I mean, what you had some family yeah, tie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, look. I I think Burrow's going to do. I I just don't think they're going to get over the hump, but they're going to make it close. But I think Burrow has all kinds of upside, uh, and uh, I don't think it's going to be this year, though. Okay, so our Twitter poll question is, what is your Super Bowl matchup? And, mm-hmm. and Al just gave us his. Yep. Now, KC versus the Rams, uh, there, are, there are odds uh, available attached to all these choices, yep. these four choices. KC and Rams, that's your, your odds on at even money. KC versus the Niners, you get plus 230. Bengals versus the Rams, you get plus 480, and you'd have to get this bet in by 2 o'clock, I believe, today. Um, and then Bengals versus the 49ers, you get a hefty, healthy plus 900. Wow. And I, like I said, I, I will argue that the, the Bengals haven't won a playoff game yet. The, the two teams lost playoff games, mm-hmm. and they were the benefactors of that. Right. But um, like a lot of people, I would certainly take the points, and that's the trend going because it was 7.5, now it's down to 7. Yep. And I'm giving them a. Uh, I'm, I'm picking them to upset Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City's defense, not all that. 
And I think between I think Burrow's going to have a big day, and you know Mahomes will. And the 49ers seem to have the Rams number, and I do think that Kyle Shanahan, having studied Matt Stafford, will have a, a good book that he's can, again, gives, give his defensive staff to, to help contain Stafford or get him to throw his first postseason pick, right? So... So you're you're calling for the Niners and the Bengals, the plus nine hundred, and I'll yeah. be just dumb enough to put some money behind that. <laughs> and and Tyler Aki and I were talking about you know he was the college hoops uh, genius that he is. We had interesting days wagering college basketball yesterday. Some some odd results and some complete second half collapses. That uh, one I was the uh, uh, I won on Xavier coming back and bearing Creighton at Creighton. And um, then I, I just—it's just amazing that I had that. Actually, I had the Sacramento Kings over 103.5 points, and they scored 64 in the first half. And I'm counting my money. <laughs> they ended up with 103. I, I lost by the hook. Uh, there goes my savior money. That's yeah. tough. That's what you get for betting on the Kings, though. I, mean, I know. I mean, it was, I don't know what it made. Yeah, I don't Maybe it was the one scotch and soda I had yesterday. But uh, there you go. That's all it took. Hey, yeah. uh, Tyler, what are you thinking on the uh, the Super Bowl matchup? I think we're going to get a, a Chiefs. I'm really torn in this in this NFC matchup here because, obviously, the the Niners have the blueprint to take down the Rams. Mm-hmm. But I still think the Rams are the more talented team. Um, I think the whole it's tough to beat a three a team three times thing is bit of a bit of a misnomer too that that's kind of been proven throughout sports that if you beat a team two times you're pretty likely to beat them three times over the and course haven't of the they season. beat them the last six yeah they have so yeah. I don't know if that if that logic changes it's tough to beat a team seven straight times or something I don't know but um, <laughs> I if I had to pick I'm gonna go with the Niners because what they have done also from a fan base standpoint too. Like we've talked all season long about how SoFi really hasn't been a quote unquote home field advantage no, no. for this this uh, Rams team and the Chargers because it's gonna the be seventy fans. It'll be seventy percent. I mean, did you see Jerry World? It yeah. was like a, a sixty forty split. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, I mean, it was that like a five hour drive and maybe an hour and fifteen minute flight. Well, not just it, that, but you'd imagine there's a good bulk of of Niners fans that just live there too. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, how many football fans are, are there really in L.A.? And they got two teams. Well, I, yeah. I, I lived in Southern California, and surprisingly, there are, and I live near L.A., there are a fair amount of Niners fans down there. But again, yeah. they're all casual. They're all casual. But, yeah, but they're all the looking people, at their phones. I mean, yeah, and, they're kind of into it. If they're not Niners fans, they're beach fans. I mean, more, more people would rather go to the beach than a, a football game on Sunday, right? If the weather's uh, cooperating, certainly. Kind of like here. Yeah. 312-332-3776. So you got the Twitter poll. Uh, Who's going to go to the Super Bowl after today? And if you want to jump in here or go ahead and vote on Twitter, 312-332-3776. If you're calling for the Niners uh, or you're calling for what might be perceived as an upset, sell your point to us. 312-332-3776. Brian, you've got great points there. I mean, the Chiefs didn't win that game as much as the Bills lost it. The Bills' That's defense right. totally yep. collapsed. Yep. Yeah. yep, yep, yep. And the Bengals, who you were willing to ignore for two weeks, and now you're a big fan, which I'm not find a big amazing. fan. I'm not a big <laughs> fan. But the Kansas City Chiefs' defense won't get to Burroughs nine times like the Tennessee did. Right, and, and Tennessee- it's still amazing to think that Burrow got knocked down nine times and still was able to come out with a win. 
It was, I mean, a historical sack number in a postseason game, and you you found a way to lose that game, and every, you know, same similar to the week before. Uh, so, for me, I go. hear what you guys are saying about the Niners, and they just seem to keep hanging in there. Where and they're a momentum team, right yeah, now. yeah, they are, they are. But I think I think it's Stafford's time with the Rams, so it should be inter- interesting. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We've got uh, Jim that wants to jump on uh, from Antioch, who wants to talk about Tom Brady. Hey, Jim, good morning. You're on ESPN 1000. Hi, guys. Hey, you know, if he's really retiring, wouldn't it be nice if he gave a little wave goodbye at the Pro Bowl and had his family on the field and does, such? Does anybody watch that? Does anybody well, go to I it? Think, I, think, I think it would, you know, it'd be a way to say goodbye. Instead of yeah. just in front of a microphone and reporters. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, but um, most players don't even want to play in the Pro Bowl. That's why Mitch Trubisky actually got there. Because five people, I think, said no that year, right? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm just saying, you know, I I, I don't want to see it just in a... Uh... You know, like a press conference or whatever? Yeah. He'll do it on uh, on Jim Gray's show, right? Don't, don't they do a podcast together? Well, like, if you turned the Pro Bowl into the, the Brady retirement party, it'd be the first meaningful Pro Bowl it ever. It would be. It would be. And you're doing it in Vegas? Like, it, I think you could do it right. What if he had Bounty Gate and you had, you know, put some money on if you can hurt Tom Brady in the Pro Bowl? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> on his way out the door. And uh, you're right, right? You could take a, some air out of the balls. I mean, we could be like a big joke, like a big yeah. thing, right? Underinflated footballs only in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would make it interesting. I don't think I've watched the Pro Bowl since I was 12. Well, it, but yeah, that's a great question. How is it when he announces it after he collects the $15 million on Friday? Is it is it just by Twitter? Is it is it standing in front of microphones? Is it some big television production like LeBron had on the decision? Um, oh, jeez, I, I mean, right? Yeah, With a, yeah help. Right. Um, it was Jim Gray in that one too, wasn't he? He was I think so. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, but anyway, um, how, how does he go out? He said he didn't want a, a farewell season, didn't want a, a hullabaloo about that. But okay, uh, I, that's a great question. Does he just go and pick up Aaron Rodgers at the airport? Uh, how does that work? I don't know. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll take your ideas on how Brady should retire when he officially retires after he cashes that check. He has to make sure it goes through the system though first, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think a check that large, you probably have to have you know someone in the fraud department look at it and make sure it's you know how they hold the hundred dollar bill up at the yeah, grocery yeah, store, they hold it up to the light. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, I think and what are good. they looking for? I think like, we're good. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Some kind of uh, uh, I have no idea. Some kind of uh, marking on there or, or something. But yeah, they, they'll that, validate that, that check. They'll validate. That's, that yeah, check that's Gronk's sure. face on that bill. Wait a minute. That's not that. <laughs> that we can't ain't take right. That. Nope. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Talking to you. Coming back with your calls and more here on ESPN One Thousand. Tom Brady is planning to retire, and this would mark the end of the career of the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. End of the sixth round. Among the last six picks taken, a uh, familiar name if you're a college football fan. Tom Brady, the quarterback who uh, all he did was lead this football team, put them in the right position. She's backing off, though, not coming on the blitz. Brady has a million times. All day to throw. And does in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Terry Glenn. Brady looking to throw. Airing it out. Brady. Coming back to the football. David Patton. He could take it the distance. Patton. Streaks in. And Brady throwing 
for Moss. Goes up and gets it. Randy Moss. Brady with time. Going back again to Moss. Touchdown, Patriots. There's two great football players showing why they're great. And Brady and Moss hook up on a record catch. So he's Brady out of the guns from the half yard line. Why not? To Wes Welker. Wes Welker pulling away. And he ties an NFL record with a 99 yard touchdown. Oh, my. <laughs> How many guys throw it out of their end zone in an empty backfield? Brady. Caught. Touchdown. Julian Edelman. Toss to White. And when the Super Bowl ended, the ball would be in the hands of Tom Brady. I don't know why we ever think it won't. 199th pick. Brian. Sixth round. Yeah. Also, also drafted by the Yankees, right? No, Expos. the Expos. Expos. Did you see Expos. yesterday uh, yeah, yeah, one of the Montreal up, yeah. papers put out the, the last active Expos draft pick. Has <laughs> right. And they put wow. him in an Expos uniform. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a I long actually, time ago. I actually covered some games up in Montreal uh, when the Cubs played up there in Olympic Stadium where the, the roof never worked. How was that? Well, okay. I was going to well, say, I love how was that place? But I guess, yeah. No, Montreal. I mean, if you... Can't get to Europe. Go to Quebec or 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 Montreal. It's like yeah. being there. That, right. That's terrific. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Brian, I just uh, looked up uh, Tom E. Curran. He's on NBCSports.com. He's a Pats insider, and he reports that uh, Tom Brady didn't retire on Saturday. Currently out of the country. Will be gone into next week. But retirement does seem imminent. But he's going to want to make that. Splash. He's going to want to make sure. that announcement. And that's why his uh, agent, Don Yee, and his father jumped in and said, oh, everybody uh, slow, keep their shirts. Slow your roll. Slow yeah. your roll. But he's going to want to make that announcement. And and Tom goes on to say that, uh, let's see, he said, I took him at his word that he'd play, he would play until he sucked. And he doesn't. And he didn't this year. And this is no. a good way to go out if you're going well, out. I mean, well, that. That and $15 million on Friday. That's an even yeah. better way to go out. But he could take the 15 and then play another year. Well, but he's not going to do that. He's right. going to take the 15 and then figure out whatever ceremony or parade. How or... to do it. How, how to make this announcement. Yeah. Yep. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You wonder if the fan base in the Boston area is sad or happy. I mean, it was tough to lose him. 
down to Tampa Bay and see him uh, do that in Tampa Bay, which is what makes him the GOAT. But you wonder, uh, you know, wonder what they're feeling if you're a, a Patriots fan. 312-332. I know what they're feeling. They're cold and they're shoveling quite a bit. Probably, yeah. Probably. The Nor'easter jumped up like two feet of snow. I saw Boston had a record for snowfall in a single day yesterday of 26 and, and change, uh, almost 27 inches of snow. Uh, yeah, that's Ooh, I, that hurts. I, I mean, there are times I wonder why we all live here in the winter. But when those nor'easters get working up there. Yeah, there's no Midwesterner. No, no, thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully. 312-332-3776. So what is going to happen uh, you know, with Tom and who's going to end up in Tampa Bay? Is Aaron Rodgers a possibility down there? We, 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 we don't know. But somebody's going to have to take uh, that in. I, I can't remember who the backup is in uh, in Tampa Bay. Do we even know? Because it's been the Tom Brady show down there. That's all you need to know. And speaking of possibilities, Jim Harbaugh had a little uh, meeting yesterday with the Minnesota Vikings. Just a kind of yeah. What do you what do you think? Because their new GM, Quesi uh, Adolfo Mensa, it was a Mensa meeting. Um, <laughs> They had they he worked he was in the um, on the 49ers staff when when Jim was out there winning a lot of games and, and a lot of postseason games. Um, so they asked for permission from Michigan to to at least reach out to him. No one seems to know how far that went or if there's any interest to continue on because they, they do have second interviews lined up for some of the uh, candidates they've already uh, have talked with. So right. um, but. You know, with Jim Harbaugh, do you need a second interview, or is it was that a quick thanks but no thanks? I don't, I don't know how that worked. But well, you shouldn't. Um, were you were you upset that he really didn't get a look? As far as we know here, no. I wasn't. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, I, I really thought that that the Raiders would be in play because that would be a big type of of splash that mm-hmm. they would make out there, um, and that they would come up with the money that would take. For, although I did see where Jim Harbaugh's latest contract with Ann Arbor, with the University of Michigan, um, reduced his guaranteed compensation and gave him more money they could make up with incentives. And I, I don't know if it's coincidence, but then he went and had a, his, be, his best season leading Michigan this year because he needed the incentive money. I don't know, uh, but it turned out that way. Now, with the uh, the Raiders in Vegas, I'm kind of surprised they haven't pulled the trigger yet. So the plot thickens now that he's yeah. talked to Minnesota. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe that'll come out soon enough. But it, look, we, we've talked about it. Mel Tucker getting nine and a half million, Brian Kelly getting that, uh, and then some down there's, at there's LSU. There's some money in college yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and so if you're going to lure these guys away from the college game, you're going to have to start ponying up what they're making to be king of the campus. And, and Jim is a hero. The, in an Ann Arbor right now, yeah, for the time being, busy yeah. beat Ohio State finally. Right, right, for the time being. But uh, you know, right now that would be the time. But you've got to pony up the money. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I'm just, I'm okay. And now I've seen some people kind of show some frustration that he wasn't really considered, as far as we know, again for the uh, head coaching job of the Bears. I'm not, and I'm good with wherever, whatever he does from here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, if he ends up in Minnesota, that'd be interesting, right? Yeah. Of the, you know, what do you do with Kirk Cousins? What he's got one more year left, uh, a lot of money up there, and mm-hmm. um, so they they have some. Obviously, they have the coaching decision. They have a quarterback decision to to make once um, 
they get the head coach uh, hired on. So then they decide whether to, to trade Kirk Cousins or pay him and see how that goes one more season. 312-332-3776. Mark in Chesterton wants to jump on. Hey, Mark. Hey, hey what's going on, guys? Hey. I got to say, it's hard being a Patriot fan out here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would imagine. <laughs> I've been a Patriot fan since Drew Bledsoe, so I was fortunate enough to have Tom Brady just dropped in my lap, basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't, I don't know why anybody would be upset. I don't, when he left Boston, I wasn't upset. No? 20 years. What? Nine super, what? How many? Yeah. Nine? Nine? A lot of happiness, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You well, can't. Uh, I, I guess I'm saying that, you know, he went down to Tampa Bay and won it the first year. You know, I didn't know how that kind of came across to Patriots fans, <laughs> but certainly you know what you had with him, and it wasn't going to last forever. Even Tom Nothing, Brady is going to get too old to play at some point. Uh, and that's that's the harsh thing about sports. I have a young son. You know, at least he, I, at least he got four years of Brady. That's how I look at it. But and and Bears fans' sons got thirty six quarterbacks in the time that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pick one. Yeah, pick a, one you really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. the, that's the we have to bear. With. Yeah, thank I you. I just, I just, I just wanted to say. Uh, I love Brady. I'm I'm really wondering what he's going to do when he's done. I, is he going to be a good coach, or is, what does he just sit in the background? That's my question. Have a slice of pizza. That's the first step. I mean, does he do? Does he want to run a team? Does he go John Elway route? I, I can't imagine he's going to coach. But um, with his money, he could buy a team or lead a uh, lead a ownership group. <laughs> Probably. I'm serious. I mean, you, you know, uh, it'd be interesting. Or does he just, you know? Go off, and he said it's all well. Everyone says it's about spending time with their family and kids and all that. Um, but I would imagine he could do that. And I mean, he's hey, still how a very about a young podcast man. Podcast with Belichick. Oh boy, <laughs> we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Bill, what do you think about that? We're on yeah. to Cincinnati. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Mark. I gotta hop. Thanks. I gotta hop off, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. It'll be interesting to see what he does. He's just not going to melt into the background. Well, he's a businessman already, right? right. He's got TV twelve. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I, I do you think he stays in football? If he does, it's going to be as a a a president of a team or an right. ownership group. He's not going to be on that a sideline. That sounds about right. He's not going to be throwing the challenge flag out somewhere, you know, and, no, and stopping. No. His, that's not his style. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the L, I think the Elway plan might work out for him. We'll, we'll see. Has a, yeah. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. We're going to take a break here. Come back, wrap up the poll that we have up on ESPN 1000 and take your phone calls. It's Hanley at Xander. This is ESPN 1000. We'll be right back. ESPN 1000 available on the ESPN 1000 app. If you don't have that, it is free. And it is pretty incredible. Easiest it's, it's radio station app for, I've ever, yeah. ever used. Absolutely. And it's simple. The tiles are there. And you can find our podcast after we're done under additional podcasts. Bears Bonanza Monday tomorrow right here on ESPN 1000. We start with Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. 5 to 7. 7 to 10, you got Cap and Jay Hood. 10 to 1, Carmen and Yurko. 
they will have Ryan Poles in the noon hour, the new GM of the uh, Chicago Bears. One to two commercial free, Carmen and Yurko, Waddle and Sylvie all together. Then two to six, you get Waddle and Sylvie. That's their usual time slot. They will have Matt Eberflus, the new Bears head coach, on during the afternoon between two and six. And then Black and Abdallah wrap up Bears Bonanza Monday between six and and eight right here on ESPN 1000. So we've got that poll, Brian. We've got the uh, poll asking, what is your Super Bowl matchup? Four choices, obviously, with the games going on today. Chiefs versus Rams, Chiefs versus 49ers, Bengals versus Rams, Bengals versus 49ers. And uh, I'm taking the first one. You're taking the last one, Bengals versus 49ers. You're getting even money, and I'm getting plus 900. Yeah, yeah. right. And you're more likely to cash well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But you make a very interesting argument. So we're going to well, see how this poll turns out here. Yeah. How did? Uh, yeah. And by, by the way, you yeah. know, yesterday we, we mentioned um, how the Bears, you know, Ryan Pace ignored the uh, offensive line and um, you know spent as little money on it as he could, and every decision he made was a bad one, and that's why you had the issues you did. Um, it should excite you that both Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham, his new assistant GM, former offensive lineman, right? Yes, and that's a great – yeah, if if you didn't know that, that's a great uh, point to make, that they have that experience. And and Scott Pioli, who we had uh, – we played some audio, and I'm not sure we'll have time to get that in there today, but he had mentioned that as well. Yeah, so the, not only the GM, but now his new yep. assistant, and they've never had an assistant GM. With, you know, it's, it's a new structured front office. At least they know what they're looking at and what it takes. And, again, it's going to take a lot of uh, heavy lifting to get this thing back up and running. But Well, hey, Ryan Poles is uh, showing up at 5 a.m. He's got a lot yeah. of work to do. Yeah. Yep. The and, arrow, and, are the arrows pointing up at Hallis Hall? Is that what and, we're saying here? And Luke Getzey is uh, showing up. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know Early if it's too. 5 a.m., but he's showing up. So uh, Jake Cantu, our producer, has the uh, results of the poll. Jake, what's uh, what's it look like here? So uh, Chiefs, Rams, 43 43- Point three percent Chiefs 49ers 22.5 percent Bengals Rams 11.1 percent the lowest and then Bengals 49ers 23.1 percent yeah, see out there's some people votes. out there gonna roll the dice on us uh, uh I'm gonna put some money down that Bengals Niners okay and maybe KC Rams but uh we'll see Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Any last minute calls? I want to play this. This is something that um, we we played yesterday, and now that we have Luke Getze, our new OC uh, for the Bears, this is Jay Cutler talking to Waddle and Sylvie about the importance of a first time play caller and how this, uh, as far as Jay goes, thinks this should go down. We've talked about it numerous times. It's, this is an art form. Like, calling plays isn't just like, hey, looking at a piece of paper and just firing off something. This is, you know, there's a system. you got to set plays up. You know, you've got to coordinate this. You've got to get a feel. you got to have a gut feel on third down, on first down, like what's going to happen. And these defensive coordinators are better than ever of just putting the dial. And, you know, everyone gets the analytics. Everyone gets the breakdown. So like, they know what they call on third down. They know when they call on second down. So, you know, they're going to call something different. So. It's harder than ever, I think, to be an OC and um, to do it for the first time in Chicago. You know, mind, it's just you're asking a lot from somebody that's never done it. Yeah, that seems that seems to be right, Brian. But you know, and having somebody that came out of the Green Bay system, seeing what Aaron was able to do in the regular season, it's got to help. Well, and, and you know, we talked about it. I don't know if Jay would be sold on the experience that. 
um, Luke Getsky, Getsky had at um, Mississippi State or Indiana uh, University, Pennsylvania. But he did call it at the college level. Now, it wasn't exactly Alabama, um, but he did it for a year at Mississippi State. So I'm with Jay, though. I mean, it, you know, Matt Nagy's downfall was there was no feel. There was no rhyme or reason. There was no flow to the play right. calling. Even the scripted plays of, of 25 or so plays to start a game usually ended up in, in futility and no points. So um, that's why he'll never be a head coach again, and Ryan Pace will never be a GM again. Um, but hopefully Luke Getzke, uh will have that feel and that, that gut feel and that rhythm, and uh, off you go, and Justin Fields starts uh, looking like the real deal. Right, and with uh, what we heard from Devontae Adams, what we heard from uh, Aaron Rodgers on the character and the approach of Luke Getzey, he's a guy that can work with young quarterbacks. He was a quarterback, and I know Nagy was before, but putting that behind us, you know, being out of the Green Bay system, causing a little disruption there, getting a guy who has worked with Jordan Love, and that's an unproven commodity up there so far, but having him work with Justin Fields, it it seems to be a better conclusion than maybe it was yesterday. We learned so much more about your new offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, from uh, Match Nightman and and uh, you know some some other stuff. Adam Hogue, a great column at NBC Sports Chicago dot com. So I, I think the arrows pointing up at Hallis Hall certainly does uh, give us hope. But you we've been believe. here before. You got to believe. Yeah. I mean, until proven otherwise, you got to have faith, yep. right? Yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. So the Bengals will take on the Chiefs at three p.m. Brian, you've got the uh, the Bengals and the double upset today. Okay, double upset. That's what you're calling for the uh, Niners over the Rams for Brian. I'm taking the Rams on that. I'm taking the Chiefs, but the Bengals are going to make it close. Certainly, a an exciting day for football here, starting at 3 p.m. and uh, then the uh, late game is at 6:30. So yeah, we got a new OC. We just got to get that DC now. Yeah, and I imagine we'll be hearing about that. And it, right. you know, first of all, because Matt Eberflus is that guy, and maybe there's, you know, not as much a sense of urgency to to find him because you have him as a head coach. But right. we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, lots to talk about this week, starting with Bears Bonanza tomorrow. More uh, tomorrow, all day, right here on ESPN One Thousand, starting with Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, Brian Hanley. Thank you for so much for hanging out. I'm Mark Zander, and this is ESPN One Thousand. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago ESPN 1000. A good karma brand.